Welcome to Nepal Now. My name is Marty Logan. In 2019, 19-year-old girls in Nepal were the third shortest in the world, found a recent study by the Lancet Journal that ranked 200 countries. That's not simply a genetic thing. Nepalis are short. A third of adolescent boys and girls in Nepal, 1.8 million, are stunted, or too short for their age. Others are too thin for their age, or wasted. These various forms of undernutrition contribute to 25,000 child deaths in Nepal each year, or 52% of child deaths, more than any other cause, says UNICEF. The impacts of these various types of malnutrition can last lifelong. Stunted children do less well at school and are less productive as adults. They are also more likely to suffer from diet-related non-communicable diseases later in life, such as diabetes and chronic heart disease. In 2019, three days before 1,200 nutrition experts from around the world met at the Scaling Up Nutrition Conference in Kathmandu, a new initiative was launched to fight malnutrition in Nepal. But Balio Nepal soon became controversial when it was revealed that the organization was created by the Chowdhury Group, makers of YY instant noodles, widely recognized as junk food. Though the company denied that one of Balio Nepal's plans was to fortify YY noodles to make them more healthy, a prominent advisor, nutritionist Aruna Upreti, quit the project days later. Today, Balio Nepal, Balio meaning mighty or strong, is forging ahead with a pilot project in Lumbini province. COVID-19 has slowed its plans to launch a Balio basket of nutrition-rich foods, CEO Atul Upadhyay tells us in this episode. He also addresses the criticism that the non-profit companies focus on engaging the private sector to fight malnutrition is misdirected. As always, if you like what you hear in this episode, make sure you like, follow, or favorite Nepal Now in your usual podcast player. You can keep up to date with the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and email me at marty at martylogan, M-A-R-T-Y-L-O-G-A-N dot net. And now, Balio Nepal CEO Atul Upadhyay. Atul Upadhyay, welcome to Nepal Now Podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much, Marty, for inviting me. So as you know better than me, obviously, uh, Nepal has been celebrated in recent years for its work on reducing malnutrition among children and women. And some of the figures have been you know, very, very impressive, particularly when it comes to stunting, which is low height for age. But also in, in the last few years, that, that really steep downward trend has slowed or stalled. And many experts say it's because marginalized groups in Nepali society, so that includes so-called lower castes or rural dwellers, people living in rural areas, poor people, etc. These groups have not been reached as effectively as mainstream society. And that's been suggested as one reason why there's been a slow uh, a decline in the improvement in nutrition standards in Nepal. So what is your organization, Balio Nepal? What is their approach? What is your approach to correcting the situation? 
thank you, Marty, for this question. I mean, yes, you are correct. Uh, the situation is has a little bit shifted downwards. Uh, Balu Nepal Nutrition Initiative is first of all, it's a not-for-profit, independent, and autonomous company. And uh, we all know that Balu means mighty, strong. So our our main thought vision here is to make every child as Balio or as mighty as Mount Everest so that the, every child can reach uh, his or her potential uh, to the best of their potentials, be a citizen, an excellent citizen and serve the country. Uh, so this is what we are aiming for and basically our, our, our aim is to establish a social movement uh, that would help to address the issue of malnutrition, which is of course in line with the Nepal government's uh, multi-sector nutrition plan and sustainable development goal targets, which is obviously reducing stunting to 15% by 2030, that's Agenda 2030. And uh, the issues that uh, what I have seen, what we have seen is, as, as you had rightly mentioned about the marginalized group not being reached, that is one of the regions, but there are other reasons as well. For example, this uh, lack of uh, availability of nutritious and affo affordable foods in market, high prevalence of unhealthy snack consumption, limited regulations on monitoring of unhealthy foods, and besides that, the, the decreasing trend of breastfeeding in the country. So these are a few other factors. So Bali Nepal is trying to foster a multiple collaboration between the supply side, that means the manufacturers, between the demand side, the consumers, and the regulatory side through a unique model of partnership uh, caucused around the social movement. This is what Bali Nepal aims to do. Okay, great. Thank you. And I see from your your social media, I think Facebook page, that you've now begun a pilot program in Province 5. Can you explain what that program is and what it will be when it's fully rolled out? And if you're doing, if there are other activities that you're engaged in as well, uh, maybe connected to COVID-19 and the challenges brought forward by the pandemic. Yeah, sure. Uh, as far as the pilot program is concerned, uh, we have uh, not completely launched it uh, in, in, in Lumini province or province 5. There, there, there are a few activities uh, in, in this pilot program, but the, the basic concept here is to build a society which would demand nutritious foods. Now, demanding nutritious food means then there should be supply of nutritious food, and which is affordable as well. So nutrition, nutrition and affordability, these are the two things, two keywords that we always think about. So what we do in pilot uh, program is that in province five, Alumini province, uh, two products, that is one is eggs and the other is the fortified porridge or fortified liquid. This will be in the market at, at, at an affordable rate. In case of porridge, which is available at the moment uh, in, in the market is 400 gram cost about 200 rupees. Now we are we have discussed with the companies and they will be delivering a 25 gram sachet, which will be costing about rupees 10. So what we are trying to convince uh, the consumers that instead of feeding your child uh, some unhealthy foods, which will be around rupees 10, if you feed your child a 10 rupees packet, it would have a nutrition value which is which will get about 30 percent of the nutrient that the child requires per day. So every day instead of feeding them unhealthy snack foods like biscuits or noodles or whatever they are available at rupees 10, you should feed these things. This is what we are doing. And also we are promoting consumption of eggs. Uh, 
uh, and for that we are we have four, five different how do I say moving blocks? That's what I call. First one is FCHV, is the female community volunteer health workers. So we are using them. They would be disseminating these messages to the mothers group and in 20 municipalities in province five, right? The second moving block is the POS, the point of sales. Now this is a unique uh, intervention where the, the the shopkeepers, the retailers, the the wholesalers will be nutritionally aware, and they would be then uh, messaging. Uh, the consumers, the customers, that these kind of foods have better nutrition. You know, so so that is the second part. Well, we are also heavily engaged with the media. We will be having a massive uh, radio programs where the the kids and the mothers, the parents, the caretakers would be listening to various radio programs, which would create awareness among them why they have to consume healthy foods, particularly for for children too. Uh, we are talking about eggs and fortified porridge. And the fourth one is the school activation. In the school activation, we'll be focusing on the school children, uh, where we'll be teaching them how to cook eggs in different styles so that in Nepal, there are only maybe two or three styles of cooking eggs. So, so the consumption of eggs increase. And of course, in the school activation, the fourth part is the cricket. The cricket part that we are, we are really working very hard on it. Our aim here is to, is to support the national cricket system in such a way that by 2039, in next 19 years, we will have a cricket team of players who would win cricket World Cup for Nepal. So this is the this is the fourth thing that we are doing. The fifth and final intervention that Bali Nepal is doing is the Pasni event. Pasni is the introduction of uh, complementary foods uh, when once the child reaches six months and when breastfeeding is not sufficient for the child's energy and and, and micronutrients. So in the past name, we would be introducing fortified porridge and eggs uh, to the to different households. And of course, we'll be moving, uh, we'll be leveraging these FCHVs, the female community health volunteers, and we'll be going, we'll be reaching to at least 1000 mothers in province five so that they can start uh, doing this PASNI program. So there are five different uh, programs that I just mentioned, the school activation, uh, where we do nutrition, one cricket, the other is media, the third is point of sale, the fourth is FCHG movement to mother's group, and fifth is FCHG movement for pasting. So these, these are the activities that will be done in collaboration with the municipal government, with the provincial government, and with the federal government. So we are working all together. Uh, this is what we are envisioning for this uh, pilot launch, which we should have already started, but unfortunately due to COVID, uh, we could not uh, launch it. However, in the COVID uh, era and the COVID situations, what we did was we distributed a relief package to 10,000 children, uh, 6 to 23 months of age, with uh, fortified uh, porridge, along with uh, soap and masks. And this was done in collaboration with the municipal government and a local NGO. So these are the main activities that were conducted in the last uh, several months. As far as challenges are concerned, uh, because of the COVID case, we had initially planned to launch uh, the program around uh, mid-April, that is uh, the new year, Nepalese new year. Unfortunately, we could not do it. We're still waiting for the appropriate time because uh, in our program, we also have schools activity, as I mentioned earlier, as well as the FCH movement. And unless and un until the schools are opened, uh, we cannot do any school-related act activities. And unless and until the mothers group uh, have their formal weekly or monthly meetings, we cannot do these activities. I think, Marty, the basic challenges is that there's lack of movement in the country, schools are closed, people uh, 
Uh, I mean, it's it's very difficult to win the trust of the people. We need gatherings, and gatherings is not possible at the moment. So these are uh, some of the challenges uh, that uh, I have been facing in in Bali, Nepal. Right. Yeah. As you said, I mean, everyone virtually is affected by the impact of COVID nineteen. So the pilot, it, it sounds very uh, very multi pronged, uh, very comprehensive. Was the idea to roll it out? Throughout Province Five, or were you just doing a couple of municipalities initially, or what was the plan for expansion? Yeah, the plan for expansion was uh, initially for uh, not entire Province Five; it was for 32 municipalities in Province Five. But now we have uh, well, what we'll be doing is we'll be focusing on 20 municipalities, which makes of all 12 district headquarters. Uh, so we'll be covering all districts. Uh, of uh, province five uh, so from 12 districts we'll be doing 20 municipalities okay i see so going back to the launch of bali or nepal which was roughly this time last year if i'm not mistaken uh november 2019 first. yeah november 1st right um i mean there, there was some controversy at the time uh, i think it was focused on the fact that bali or nepal was the creation of the chowdhury group which, of course, is well known as the maker of uh, the famous YY instant noodle. And I think a lot of people thought that seeing as how instant noodles are known as uh, not, not the healthiest food, some people co even call them junk food, how could a company that makes junk food be creating an organization meant to address malnutrition with healthy food? How would you respond to that question today? Is it still relevant? Is Chowdhury Group still playing a role in this? How, do, how does it work? Yes, I have been getting this question since I joined Bali Nepal and uh, I think a couple of years back uh, when I was at Hill & International, I led a research on child nutrition and uh, we found that uh, the rate of stunting in Nepal uh, in Kathmandu Valley uh, was increasing and it was owed to uh, unhealthy snack consumption. So one thing is very clear uh, that unhealthy foods are not good for children, no doubt about it. They are replacing healthy and staple foods. This is the biggest challenge of un 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 unhealthy consumption. That is the biggest challenge. The children have a small tummy, they have a small stomach. So they, if they eat unhealthy biscuits or any other things, what happens is that uh, their stomach is full and they cannot eat healthy food. So these unhealthy snacks are displacing the healthier foods. Then why are mothers feeding these unhealthy foods? Do they know or, do, or don't they have any knowledge? Well, they do have knowledge. They have very good knowledge and awareness that these foods, some of these foods are unhealthy. But when we ask them, why still are you feeding these kind of foods? They simply said, one is convenience, the other is taste, the other is uh, price, affordability, and it's availability, accessibility. Everywhere, you just go outside a home, you find a packet hanging down a Kirana store, a local store. It's 10 rupees. You just open the packet, give it to the kid. He or she will hold it in your hand, a biscuit, a two or three cheese balls, right? It's very easy to consume. It's very easy to prepare. It's very easy to keep. So the challenge here is there should be something in the market which is as convenient, which is as tasty, and which is as affordable and nutritious. Now, these mothers, they are working mothers. Right? They have to catch a bus to go to the office at 9 a.m. in the morning. And then whole day, they, they care, the children are with, how do I say, with the, with the grandparents or whoever caretaking 
uh, whoever are caretaking these kids. So it's not easy just to say to a to a family, a working family, that you feed your child uh, vegetables, food, fruits, meat, and all those good things. Everyone would love to do that, but look at the time. Do we have time in all those things? We don't have all those things. So there should be something in the market which is nutritious and affordable. The next question is, as far as noodles are concerned, the role of Chaudhary Foundation is concerned. It is very clearly mentioned that the Chaudhary Foundation, the main role is to launch uh, and scale up Balu Nepal Nutrition Initiative. As I said earlier, Balu Nepal Nutrition Initiative, the company is a not-for-profit, independent and autonomous company. So they don't have any roles except the role is that till now, uh, Gates Foundation and Chaudhary Foundation have an agreement that agreement uh, says that Chaudhary Foundation is responsible to launch and scale up the company. And everything is done by Balin Nepal itself. There is no direct relationship with Chaudhary Foundation on programmatic issues so and or, or operational issues. It's, it's, there's nothing there. And Chaudhary Foundations or Chaudhary Group cannot say to us is that you go and start uh, fortifying uh, noodles and then bring it to market. No, that is, that is not true. The third thing is, it has been clearly stated by the chairperson, Dr. Swani Bwagli, who was the ex-vice chair of uh, the National Planning Commission at the presidential uh, office during the launch that uh, we are not going to fortify instant noodle. That was clearly said and he has repeatedly said that in many, many, uh, how do I say, many, many interviews, in many, many forums. And I, am, I have been also saying the same thing. We are not doing that. Marty, it's very simple. The simplest thing is that we will be marketing those food products which will receive a health star rating of three or more. This health star says that uh, if, if the food has certain amount of protein, certain amount of micronutrients and all those things, then they'll get certain numbers. Based on that, any food product which receives more than three will, get, will be promoted by us. At the moment, I don't see any companies which, which have been producing foods in Nepal have received a, 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 an HSR of more than three. That means any instant noodle, any biscuits will not be promoted by Bali Nepal until, until and unless they receive HSR of more than three. So it's very clear if, if any company that brings a product that says that their nutrition profile and afford, then these are afford, they should be affordable products. Huh? And these, these, these two things go together, then only Bali Nepal would then support uh, these companies. It sounds controversial. It is controversial. I do accept that. Right? I accept it. But the fact is uh, that uh, we are not promoting any foods which which have uh, HSR of less than three. And the fortified porridge that, that we are promoting has an HSR of three. Okay. Thank you. And just to clarify, the the health star rating or HSR is an Australian rating. That's correct. correct. That's correct. Right. Um, and by the way, I I read and I reported about your study uh, on junk food in in Kathmandu, so I I, re I remember that quite well, um, and the findings from that study. So, you know, having done a little bit of of reporting on these issues previously, I certainly understand what you're saying. And yes, there is a growing use of processed food, so-called junk food, uh, for the reasons you outlined. Uh, in Kathmandu Valley and in other urban centers, people going to work, not having so much time to prepare the traditional food. But I'm wondering, it almost seems like we're giving up too quickly on making traditional food more accessible for people. 
So for example, the private sector is a big part of Balio Nepal. Couldn't you ask the private sector to help you ensure that individual families had better access to vegetables and dairy and meat so that they so that it wasn't so easy to go grab a packet of noodles down at the corner store you know if we accept that we would like everyone to be able to eat dalbat tarkari the the original healthy traditional diet is there not something else that we that balio nepal could do with the private sector to make that food more accessible instead of making processed packaged food more accessible yes that is that is uh, i think the next phase of our program we call it uh, balio basket of foods and we are talking here uh, in in the balio basket uh, what we we were uh, visioning to have range of foods from fruits to vegetables to foods like gundruk traditional foods right this fortified rice fortified oils uh the flowers fortified flowers and we are working on that so it's not that we are only focused on the the processed the packaged foods this is the first phase where we talk about balio lito and balio anda or balio egg in in the second phase when we start growing uh as a national launch we will be basically focusing on the more on the staples on the traditional foods and fruits and vegetables so these and of course as you rightly mentioned about the accessibility of these foods and that's how private sectors will will provide these foods at rural areas where the foods have not reached before but having said all these things marty if we look at the current rural scenarios and you must have visited numerous places around uh, uh, in this country and you you must have uh, seen that in in almost several villages in the most rural villages you can find processed foods unhealthy foods right the kathmandu valley study gave uh, some picture in the urban settings of nepal but we still don't have data for the rural communities how how they are doing we have no idea uh, so what we are trying to do is we are trying to do a, a market study uh, maybe in 6 months time and then and then we will understand the exact situation are these kids Uh, really consuming unhealthy packaged foods or they are only eating traditional healthy foods the point here is if the private sectors are pushing this uh, food to sell in the market then why don't they push healthy foods thanks for the clarification of that i obviously i went to your to the balio nepal website and looked around learned what i could this is one quote we will create an aspirational brand driven by emotional communication and on the ground activations its logo will be instantly recognizable coveted and certify high nutritional standards more and more consumers will look for products with better nutrition um so it seems to me from from everything you said and from reading that because the private sector is involved there's going to be a focus on branding and there's going to be a focus on new products and you could worry that part of the basket of food that's based on traditional food is just going to get squeezed out so even if you're taking these packaged products and improving them fortifying them you know in, at the end of the day they still are packaged products and that's why the private sector is there can you say that there's going to be 50-50 effort put into 
promoting traditional foods and packaged foods because from reading this, there's really an emphasis on creating a brand, creating products, creating demand for products. There doesn't seem to be so much emphasis on creating demand for dalbat tarkari. Of course, uh, as you said, dalbat tarkari is our staple food. It, it is our food. So there's no doubt that Balu Nepal would not be promoting these foods. We are. We will be promoting these foods. Our main aim here is that if you want to eat processed, packaged foods, then you eat Balio foods. This is the only thing, right? I mean, we are not going to say to people that you stop eating uh, this uh, corn and soy makay bhatmas, right? We don't. We are not going to say all these things. But these are good for health, no doubt about it. But how many people in Nepal are accessible to all these kind of foods? So it's it's more of uh, how do I say this? We are trying to create a movement which says that if you want to eat food, if you want to go and buy food, buy nutritious food, buy affordable foods, buy those foods which have Balio logo, which has Balio brand. These brands would assure you that they are healthy, they are safe, they are nutritious. This is this is just what we would be saying. We will not be saying that don't eat dal bhatar kari. No, not at all. Our our. Uh, and, and in that Balio basket of foods, we will have, of course, we will have rice, we'll have lentils, we'll have vegetables, we'll have fruits, we'll have traditional foods as well. And, and the chairperson, our chairperson has clearly uh, instructed us that uh, traditional foods, the staples should never be undermined, should never be ignored. So maybe these things are not mentioned in, in our web page. I think uh, I will certainly look at it. For you, who's an expert in nutrition, will you personally be satisfied by a three-star rating that any processed food that's in the basket is going to be healthy? Because I know that you said previously, uh, there was the interview with Kathmandu Post a year ago, that, for example, in some processed foods, the high amount of sodium would negate the fortification benefits. So are you going to be personally satisfied that if something has a three-star rating, it will be healthy enough to feed the children of Nepal from the Balio basket. Ah, this is this is quite difficult for me to answer because uh, I at the moment I'm not in position to challenge HSR. Uh, so as far as uh, mm -hmm. the negation, if high sodium is negated by something, some other high protein or some other high micronutrient foods that might happen but uh, you know what uh, marty what we are doing and what we are developing as a as a nutrition uh, uh, person what i would say is we are trying to develop our own nutrition profile in nepal so hsr is is based in australia my previous work was done based on nutrition profiling of the uk right and this time what i have learned is that hsr for the moment looks good to us but as we move along i think nepal should have their own nutrition profiling system and for that for that uh, we are working and we've just started working on that i know it's 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 a good it's a big challenge for us but someone has to do something for this and and i think balu nepal and me as a personally we we are looking forward to doing all these things in 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 coming days uh, coming months and years and it will take time uh, also, let me give an, another example. I do participate in Codex Nutrition uh, meetings uh, that is held in, in Hamburg or in, sorry, in Germany every year, where we develop standards uh, for different foods. 
what happens is that uh, there comes a time when there has to be trade off between the 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 manufacturers and the health the trade and health trade off that's what i call you know so these both sides should be uh, they should both agree uh, so that the health is not compromised in one hand and and the other the business should not be compromised otherwise what what might happen is that uh, we might get a food very uh, healthy very nutritious but very expensive like organic foods in nepal at the moment right so those things might come up so what we're trying to do here is we're trying to develop our own nutrition profiling system we're trying to see how we can contextualize hsr to nepalese system and then look at all those issues uh, that may not have been covered in those profiling systems i know that there are a range of opinions around the private sector involvement in in the in the health sector more widely and in nutrition as well i know the scaling up nutrition movement is getting more and more involved with private sector but there are a range of opinions on how much private sector involvement is right because when you come right down to it i mean the private sector is there as a profit making institution so let let me ask you a very concrete question and get your opinion on this among the four uh, companies that are listed on your website one is called blc and it's a consortium and among its companies is one called instant meal pvt limited so instant meal makes lito the fortified flour which is going to be one of the products that you're going to be branding and making available at a lower cost so let's say that one day instant meal comes to comes to you and says look we're really happy we're involved it's a great initiative and that's why we're giving you this lito at a reduced price but we're not selling enough so we might not be able to afford to give it to you at this low price unless you're able to sell more so can you put more lito in your basket um you know now you're putting 10% can you put 20% so that we can sell more units how would you deal with that kind of pressure from the pub, from the private sector first of all if we if we be specific to lito the current market share and the market growth of lito if you look at from, from that angle from the economics angle we see that uh, and this is again not the data that i have it but um, some of the little producers i have talked to them and i just asked them what is the real actual market uh, status of uh, the, of porridges in, in nepal this it's it's very poor it's less than 10 15% so i i see that it is unlikely that a little company would come and say to us that we are not getting uh, good money from this venture but if they do come and say to us that uh, this profit is not sufficient for us uh, we cannot do what you have suggested then i would i would go uh, this the baliyu basket concept the baliyu basket concept is again as i said earlier it's 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 a multiple food items would be there right not only lito these companies if they if they want to work with us they always have to maintain the hsr of 3 and plus as well as the the affordability rate for for this case in in the little case it's rupees 10 per sachet this is clear right there is uh, that's the final bottom line uh, anything below that we are not going to work with them it's very clear as far as the number of sachets to increase or the the basket uh, say for example from 10% to 20% increment in the basket of that particular food 
or commodity is concerned. Uh, I don't know how to uh, what to answer at the moment, uh, but let me uh, say this very clearly to you is that there are opportunities with other food commodities in the Bali basket of goods that they can leverage upon, the food companies can leverage upon, but they cannot just say that we are done with this program. If they are done with this program, we have two companies at the moment. One is BLC, the other is Vikas Flower, which is again and Dugar Group's uh, company, right? But there are several other little companies in Nepal also who are interested in working with us. One thing we have to have in our mind very clearly about Balu Nepal itself. Balu Nepal is a pilot program, right? It's a pilot program which tries to see will these kind of interventions wo will work for the betterment of nutrition in a society, in a country as a large we're trying to learn out what kind of interventions would increase the consumption of nutritious food. Involvement of private sector, it's a unique intervention. And not only we are involving the food private sectors, but we are also involving non-food sector private sectors. For example, banks. We have banks with us. We have uh, this cement com company with us. We have entertainment company with us. We have uh, this remit remittance company with us. So, we're, so what we are trying to look here is do, do the combinations work or not, right? And if it works, what happens, then we'll scale up. So Province 5 program, this Balu Nepal program would be a learning program for Nepal. And Nepal's entire learning program will be for the world. If it works in Nepal, it should work in countries like ours. So maybe in, in five years time or three years time, we will know, okay, these activities work. The private sector's involvement up to this phase works but beyond that it will not work just one detail is the basket of balio foods has it been fully created do you know exactly what's going to be in the basket uh, not a, uh, it has not been fully created we are we have just started to think over it the impact of covid was in such a way that had we launched the program around mid april last year uh, sorry this year then we could have now start a little bit working on Balio Basket. But at the moment, the Balio Basket, if I'm not wrong, and this is what we have planned is uh, fortified rice, fortified oil, flour, fortified flour. These, these will be included in the Balio Basket. And we have done some very preliminary works on this identifying the, the number of manufacturers, uh, what fortificants are necessary. Government is also working on fortified rice. They are distributing fortified rice in some uh, Midwest, Far West districts uh, in support of WFP. They are doing these works. So this is what uh, will be in the in, in, in the Balio basket. But I think in, in six months time, we'll certainly know a few more other commodities that would be included in Balio basket. Let's step back a little bit and to look at the wider picture. Um, you wrote an article in Rising Nepal last month uh, where you quoted the WFP World Food Programming, predicting that the pandemic could increase malnutrition and food insecurity by 15 to 30%, which is a huge amount. How would that impact this campaign in Nepal to bring down malnutrition to, to meet the sustainable UN Sustainable Development Target by 2030? The first question, I think, is why there would be a 15 to 20% or 30% increase in malnutrition, right? And the regions that WFP has given is that uh, there would be loss of disposable income, job loss, unemployment. So people would not have enough money to buy 
foods one second is the priority of in consumption might change right uh, the houses the households which e used to eat some kind of food where they would have uh, some amount of money to spend on that since because of unemployment they would not have so the priority would change so our campaign always focuses on affordability as well as nutritious food right so if the foods that are, are available in the market at affordable rates then the parents would otherwise feed their children some unhealthy snack foods which would be in the same price uh, if, if these foods are available nutritious foods are available they would opt for nutritious food this is our thought here this is how Bali nepal campaign might support and 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 one thing marty we have to be very clear also is that Bali nepal activity alone cannot solve this big issue it's, it would be a, a, I would say, we are just complementing to what government and other NGOs are doing. Right, okay. But if things go well, you're hoping that uh, Bali Onopal could help alleviate some of the some of the greater challenge brought about by COVID-19. Absolutely correct. Yeah. This initiative is, is it's a social movement which tries to move the heart of the of the Nepalese citizen, you know, it's not only about moving the brain, like washing, wash your hands, wash, wear your mask during COVID. It's just movement of brain. That's why all people are not following. But if we try to move their hearts, you know, those aspirational messages, those uh, influencing things, you know, and then they will start really uh, realizing, thinking that if I feed my child, give the best to my child then that child would one day reach the fullest potential and then that would convert this entire country. It, it would be as strong as, uh, as Balio, as Mount Everest. I uh, completely agree. It's, it's highly, uh, how do I say, ambitious. That's true. But, I mean, we have to do this. Look, the situation of the country, if you look at the country's situation, it's really very uh, serious, concerning, and someone has to take some steps. And I think Bali Nepal, is doing is trying to do something okay atul thank you very much for talking to me today and explaining some of the the approach and um some of the activities that you're just starting to roll roll out with balio nepal as you said it's uh, it's controversial it's a new approach but best of luck on making it work and making inroads in tackling this very important issue in nepal Thank you very much, Marty. Yes, uh, it's challenging, but we're trying our best. Thank you for this opportunity.